Coach, it, it's not all that often that you get to talk to somebody about going home. Right. And for you, you're going home. This, this is a big deal for you. It's, you know, first job is whatever it is, but getting to go home, how big is that for you? It was, it was big because I was telling, I was telling my staff, I said, the hardest thing to do is just go up there and talk at a press conference. And I said, I couldn't imagine if I got any other job if it would have came off as genuine as it did. And I said, because the people the people that helped me grow as a person, as a player, and all that stuff are in, are in that community, still in the community. So um, it, it was special. It was special. Getting to bring a lot of the experiences that you've had back to this program, you've got a, a lot of new guys, and you get to really kind of mold that program back right. to the, the championship expectations that it has. How do you get to relay those experiences to them, and what have you seen from them in terms of trying to learn early on? I think I think the biggest thing is just like sharing sharing stories. I think um, I think I think this generation they're they're visual they're visual learners as well, but they also like to hear stories because that registers with them. So the ability to to share what I went through as a player not too long ago, and also some of the guys I've coached and some of the guys we've been around and sharing those stories, I think it resonates with them and I think it sticks out to them a little bit more. I saw where Mike had left a note when he, when he left. Yeah. How many conversations did you get to have with him about just kind of the state of the, the program? Um, not many because he had a lot of stuff going on too. Sure. So it, it was crazy because like we were all, we all kind of in limbo because when Wes Miller got Cincinnati, all of the kids at USC Greensboro thought they were going to Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So when Mike Jones got UC Greensboro, a lot of the kids from Radford thought they were going to UC Greensboro. So we just all talked on the road. I said, hey, Wes, like, let's just tell you who we're bringing, who we're taking, all that stuff. And so, you know, we were all kind of like working together and, and communicating with each other. But I didn't have a lot of conversations with them, but I had, I had enough to where uh, I knew what I needed to know. And, you know, he's been helpful for me. My dad coached both of his sons in high school, so he recruited me to go to West Virginia. So I've known him for you know over 15 years. So he, he really, I really feel like you know he's, he wants me to do well. What was the recruiting process for you like? When, you know, getting that job a little bit late in the off season and, and really kind of having to hit the ground running. Um, it was different because of the, you know the, the, you had the transfer portal going on, but you also couldn't do visits, so you evaluate your film. Um, <laughs> I knew, I knew I had a lot of scholarships um, when I got the job, so just trying to piece it together. And luckily, I, I hired the people that I hired because, you know, when I'm coming from, you know, the Power 5 level and we're in a, we're in a staff meeting, a recruit meeting, and they're spitting out all these names, I'm, I'm like, hey, y'all, I don't know any of these players y'all are talking about because you got to think the guys that I was recruiting the last few years were all, you know, top 50 kids. So it was beneficial that they already had a grasp on who was available, how they played, and um, that was really helpful for me. What kind of a change in style, if any, are you looking to bring to this program? Um, you know, you know, Mike Jones had a lot of success in how he played. Um, for me, I want to play a little more up-tempo than what they did in the past. I think that fits me. I think that fits the personnel that we have. So we want to, we want to get out and open floor and run a little bit more, piss the ball ahead, um, and put pressure on the rim that way, and kind of switch up our defenses um, to keep the offense guessing. What are you seeing from your team early on in terms of how they're adapting to that? Um, they like to play like that. They don't like to practice like that. So. <laughs> So we get, we're, we're getting somewhere, but you know we had a scrimmage and they realized like 
you know, they were in better shape than they thought they were. So I think they're starting to embrace how much, you know, running we do in practice. Um, I think I think the thing is they're, they're extremely competitive. Um, you know, sometimes in practice I got to get on them from talking too much. But I'd rather have that than not have it. The community that you're in, uh, of course, the, the Dedman Center has always been kind of known for having rowdy crowds and, yeah. you know, during championship years and everything else. And that, that community is so big in terms of that university. Right. Um, it's people look at that area, the whole newer valley and well, Virginia Tech's up the road and right. they, they overlook Radford. Right. In terms of getting people out to see this program, how quickly do you think it's going to be for them to, to fall in love with this program and what you're looking to do? I, think, I, I hope it'll be quick. I mean, but the thing is with, with uh, communities like that, you have to meet them where they are. Yes. You can't say, hey, come to the game, come to the game, and yeah. they never see us. Um, so you got to meet them where they are. Obviously, you know, they want to see something fast and exciting and fun. Um, and I think the difference between us and Virginia Tech, they want access to, you know, whether you, when you come to a Radford game, you're not sitting in traffic for 45 minutes. Yeah. So we have to make that a different type of field than what they would get if they went to Virginia Tech and UVA. So that's what we're working on doing. How active have you have you had the chance to even be, really? I know that with everything going on, it's tough to do. But in terms of getting out in the local high schools and, and the community and just really kind of selling this program. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, like, the thing is, like, is me and my brother are from there. So yeah. um, we're in the community all the time. Yeah. Like some people may be in the community, but they may not know them. So, you know, if I go to Brickhouse Pizza, I'm going to run into probably two people I went to high school with, and we're going to strike up a conversation. So for me, it's, it's been good because I, I don't have to do stuff strategically. I just have to be visible. And then, you know, it happens organically. So I'm fortunate about that. When you look at this team and, you know, having to put them together, kind of, you know, in, in the way that you did, you've got a pretty challenging early schedule. Oh, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> how much is that going to reveal to you about this program? It's going to reveal a lot because our, our motto is next play, next play speed. So I wanted to play all my my, my guaranteed games before Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, so it could be two different seasons. And I understand the challenges we're up against, but the thing is when we, when we did this schedule, we wanted to play different styles of teams. You know, when we got West Virginia, who's going to pressure. You got UVA, who's going to pack it in. And, you know, you got Virginia Tech, who's, you know, they're going to run 50,000 sets. So we wanted to kind of use that to prepare ourselves for different stuff we're going to see in conference. And then we also wanted to play games where we had a lot of alumni. You know, that's over when George Washington, you know, Davis, and mm -hmm. things like that. So we, we did our schedule strategically based on those two things. And with this league, kind of the way it is, you mentioned the differences in styles. There are differences in styles throughout this league. You have teams that press a lot. You have teams that are, are not as active defensively. You have other teams that run, went through runs like crazy. When, when you look at the combination of trying to help finance your program with guarantee games right. and trying to prepare for those types of styles, is that really tough to navigate when you're trying to com combine those two? Yeah, it's tough to navigate. And, you know, I was on the other side the last six years yeah. where, you know, we were the team that were paying, and now I'm on the flip side. So I don't think the, the, the tricky part is, like, you know, our plan is to go in there and, and, you know, beat some of those teams. But if on the flip side, if you don't, you don't want to lose your team. So you have to balance that. You have to be able to teach lessons through wins and losses. But, like, my, my college coach, Bob Huggins, always said, you don't have to lose to learn. So that, that's, that's our motto. Like, why can't we win to learn?
Who are the guys that are standing out to you early? Um, Cam McNeil, he's a transfer from Spartanburg Mathis Junior College kid. Um, obviously Kyrie Walker, Lou Jolcom. Um, Rayshon Williams, transfer from South Florida, has been really good. Um, RT Stapleton, the Division Two transfer has been good. Those are just to name a few. But the thing I like about this team is it's been different guys like every week or every other day. So hopefully, if we can just keep it that competitive, when when player A plays five minutes, does he go in the tank and shut it down? That's what we got to prevent. So then we can play multiple guys. You mentioned Kyrie and, and he and Lewis both being transfers and you know coming into this program from. I guess you can say both are coming from higher places and, yeah. and really being the veteran voices on this team. Did you get a chance to see much of what they did last year, you know, on film or anything yeah. before you got them? I mean, I, the thing is about those two, two, two dudes, like a lot of guys on our team, like when I was in Florida, I recruited, you know, this, this area, this is my area. So mm -hmm. I, I saw them in high school. I knew who they were. I, I know all their people. Um, I watched film, but I didn't want to watch too much film because me, come, me coming in as a new coach, I don't want to put them in a, like, I don't want them to feel like I put them in a box. So I, I gave them the whole summer. I said, show me what you can do. Show me what you can't do. I'll give you opportunity. So um, I, I try to stay, I watch the film, but I try to stay away from it. Me saying, I watched the film last year because some of those guys won a race last year. So I, I stayed away from it. I stayed away from talking about it. Are you seeing that that continued development from Kyrie? I know last year, late, he started to come on quite yeah. a bit, became a much more accomplished scorer. Are you seeing that same continuity yeah, from him? Yeah, he's been really good in the preseason. He's been really good. He seems confident, um, stronger, um, more confident in his offensive ability. And, you know, you know what, you know what you're going to get out of him on the defensive end and on the glass and stuff. So the main thing is just getting him more confident offensively. As far as Lewis goes, the, the big challenge for especially you know somebody of that size is just being able to contest without fouling. Are you seeing that from him on the defensive end? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we scrimmaged the other day, and he did a good job of staying out of foul trouble. Um, you know, his thing is just not get too high or too low for himself. Um, He's, he's had a really good preseason. He's in better shape than I thought he was last year. He's able to run and change ends better. So I'm excited for the year he, he should he should have. How much fundamental stuff did you, did you have to change with them in terms of changing their game or, or you know anybody that you got? Um, I think the main thing is like um, you know the fundamental stuff is just them. And you got to do it every year. It's like with these guys, they just want to catch the ball and dribble right away. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's high school basketball, college basketball, whatever. And that's the main thing that we've been trying to do this summer is just um, getting those guys to save their balance. So the fundamental stuff with them, um, they, they've been pretty good. That's the main thing that we're trying to get across to them. When you look at rebounders, last year, you know, Lewis was really the main rebounder. You mentioned Kyrie kind of yeah. developing on the glass. Uh, there, there's been a very physical emphasis on rebounding at Radford throughout all of Mike's tenure there. And is that something you're looking to continue? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's something uh, we need to continue. I mean, we need we need extra possessions on our offensive end, defensive rebounding. So I, I think that's our best uh, one of the best things we have going for us is our size. Um, I think we've upgraded the size of our of our team from last year to this year. Like everybody six two and above. Um, so for us, like we sh we should be elite on the glass. So how do you do that? Some people do rebounding drills. 
we don't do read on the drills. We just, okay, if you're not going to that class, you go run on the treadmill, you go push the plate, whatever, to kind of instill that mentality to keep them in the You mentioned attacking on offense. Getting guys who can you know, score one through five is, is one thing. How do you get guys into this program that can defend one through five and guys that are versatile on both ends of the floor? Um, I, think, I think a lot of times people look at athleticism and they look at the vertical athleticism. But, you know, for us, we look at that, but we also look like the lateral athleticism when we're, when we're recruiting. Um, and then just getting guys to buy in the defense. A lot of guys can defend. They're just not bought into defending. So how do you get them to buy into defending? You sit them on the bench. So yeah, I mean, if they they'll eventually get tired of sitting over there. That's what that's what my my college coach told me. So you either run or you sit. So if they sit, they'll get tired of sitting and they'll defend. Yeah, don't defend, don't play is, is something I've quite a bit. So this program, I don't think anybody really knows what to make of it yet. And I, I say that in that you know you look at the preseason rankings and preseason rankings don't mean anything, but you look at preseason rankings. Now. I think there's there's just a lot of. Un- I guess unsurety is a, is a kind of fair way to, to characterize this with this with this team. When you look at where you are now, at the end of the year, when you say as a coach, you know, you're, you're looking at your first year and you say, well, that was a successful year. What defines success to you? Uh, in just, somebody just asked me that question. <laughs> so the, un, the unsure, the uncertainty is because of me. That's what it is. I get sure. on that. Never done it before. We had a scrimmage Sunday. I sat down for the first six minutes. And I told the SEC ref, and I said, Shoot, I can stand up now, right? You can't tell me to sit down. <laughs> so yeah, so it is a learning curve. But for me, it's like uh, I told somebody. I said I, it's hard for me to fast forward and say, okay, this this is what success looks like. So our daily battle. And I tell my guys this every day. We're battling human nature. If we can beat human nature every day, we're gonna win the league. But if we can't beat human nature, we have no chance. So if you if we have six a.m and you don't feel like practicing, you lost to human nature. If you don't feel like going to class, you lost. If you don't if you don't eat before practice because you want to nap no longer, you lost. So like for us, that's our daily battle. And I think if we do that, I think we'll be successful. What does success look like at the end of the year? I don't know, but we're gonna be successful every day. What have you learned about yourself throughout this process? Um, that I that I have to be more flexible, and that's one of our program standards. Um, you know, you, you take for granted when when you know me coming from where I came from. You know, you got practice facilities, stuff like that. And so you know you're gonna practice at two thirty every day. So now you know you got to have more flexibility. And not I'm asking it of myself, and I'm asking that of my players as well. So um, I just I mean that's that's what I've learned that I have to do better at. Yeah, you mentioned the area. I'm I'm from Lynchburg, so I'm, I'm quite familiar with the whole you know New River Valley and, and the Radford area and everything. And, and seeing this story, it's it's kind of funny because I think when Mike left, pretty much your name was the first one that came up. Everybody immediately said, "Well, you know, just bring him home." Yeah. And it was kind of like you know Mark at, at Winthrop. I mean, he had right. been an assistant at Winthrop, and everybody immediately when Pat left said, "Go get him." Right. How quickly were you involved in the process once once Mike left? So the the way it went, I think, you know, he had another opportunity. I think it was like a week before. And then, so he didn't do that one. And then this came up, and I was like, and then, you know, John, he called me. He called me, and he's like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get a job or whatever. But we were just talking. So then it came up, and I was like, 
he's really about to get this job, so I filled up my voicemail so nobody could leave me voicemails. Because <laughs> I knew I knew what was coming. Even if it didn't happen, people were going to speculate that it was going to happen or it did happen. So I, I immediately did that. Um, but it happened fast. I mean, like once it happened, you know, they flew down, met with me in, in Gainesville, and I asked them. I said, "Okay, well, I'll do it once press conference." And they said, "Tomorrow." And I said, "Tomorrow." I'm like, my wife don't have anything red. She's wearing orange and blue for the last six years. So, I mean, it was like, it happened fast. And I was like, I don't know what to say. Get up there and tell some stories, but it, it happened really fast. Would you have considered any other job if it had opened? Would I? Yeah, like if you were in the same situation, say, let's just pick out a name. Let's yeah. just say Long Beach State came to you and said, you know, hey, we'd, we'd like to consider you for our head coaching opportunity. Would you have been as quick to consider it as you did with this? Um, I mean, I, I interviewed for some other jobs this year and the year before, and obviously I didn't get them. I didn't get them offered to me. Um, so I was, I was trying when I when I planned for the press conference. I was like, I said this. If I got those jobs, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been the right fit. You know, me throwing me in the state of Texas, and I've been recruiting the East Coast for my whole career. I don't. That wouldn't have been a great fit. So, I don't know. I, it, it depends on what job it would have been. So, I guess the, the final question, when, when you look at the landscape of this league and look at where you are now versus where you expect to be when the, when the league schedule starts, what's going to be different? What's going to be the biggest change that you see in your guys from now to then? What is the – you said, you said what is going to be the biggest change? Or what, what, what do you what expect I, to be the biggest change? Um – Hmm. I hope that I hope there's not a big change because I kind I like where we are right now in terms of our, where we are mentally, but I know it's going to be a change because there's going to be some grumpy guys that's not playing as much as they want to. Yep. But can we overcome that? So that's you know after our scrimmage the other day, we only we only had seven guys available, and sometimes when you have less when you're playing less guys, it's a better environment. But when you have other guys that think they should be playing, how is the environment? So that's the challenge when we start getting in the games.